when we declutter, when it is a big declutter, a small declutter, a regular day or any day. So this could actually go even for not decluttering. There's a decision fatigue. There's a point when the brain and the mind and the body, they just, they've just kind of hit their max. And that's what I'm going to talk about today and how to prepare for that. Hey guys, it's Ivy the Happy Whisk. This is the Happy Whisk Podcast, and today is episode 117, she says, with a question mark in the air that I just drew that no one could see. I don't know. Okay, well, let's get started on this. Regardless of which episode it is, it's really about decision fatigue and the point when a tear could happen. So in decluttering, what I view as a tear and I don't know the clinical term for it, but what I view as a tear is to get to the stage where we are just throwing everything out or just donating everything or just putting everything in a box. It's kind of a frenzy area or it's kind of just, I'm just too tired to make this decision area. Either of those, any of those or anything around that where the decision isn't being made properly or thoughtfully. It's more just like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just going to get rid of it because I just can't handle it anymore. That. Avoid that. Avoid how that feels. Avoid getting to that place. So if you've ever been to that place, if you've de- decluttering or anything, any, any situation in life, you know what that feels like. But there's a stage before that. It's like getting sick. I know what a cold feels like, but I also know what it feels like right before I get a cold. For me, I always get a, I always get a sore throat first. So as soon as I have a sore throat, I stop everything, I get on the couch, I put I Love Lucy on DVD or The Nanny, and I don't do anything, and I get rid of that sore throat. I prevent the rest from coming as best as I can. Not always, but as best as I can. The same is true with making decisions regarding getting rid of a lot of stuff. So especially if it's, you know, there's there, uh, decluttering the, the things that we collect in a lifetime or things that I collect in a lifetime, things that I've been holding on to and didn't want to get rid of but do want to get rid of. And it can be hard to decide sometimes which goes and which doesn't. But to understand that feeling, understand when that starts to come in and the right before it, stop there. Don't keep going because it only causes more damage and then it creates an unpleasant effect in our unpleasant journey of decluttering and that's not that's not productive. That's not good. That's not what we want. We want to enjoy decluttering, enjoy letting go of stuff that's just holding life back, holding ourselves back. Enjoy that. So avoid that place. Another great thing to do is stop on a high note. Stop on a good place. Now, maybe I've just decluttered uh, all of my bowls. Okay, I, I used to have a lot of bowls. When I did the kitchen, though, what I did was I took everything out of the kitchen and I put it in, at the time we had a living room, I put everything on tables in the living room. So all my bowls were on one table, all my pots and pans were on another, all of my baking things, all of my utensils. I had it very organized and on... Many, many tables. As many tables as I could get in the living room at the time is what I did. So if I ended on, let's say, bowls, and I went through all my bowls, and I looked at them, and I'm happy. I I know the ones that I love. I mean, I know those right away. I use them all the time. They're the ones that I really, really want to keep. So I pull those, and I I hide those, and I put those. I don't hide them. I put them back in the kitchen because they're the ones that I really want. And I know the ones that I don't want. I know the ones that I'm holding on to just because they were a gift from somebody that I really, I think I don't really like them anymore. Or I just grew grew out of them. Or maybe I bought them and I grew out of them. So I know what those are. And when we work, or I'll say when I work at a place of 
calm and understanding and willingness, that's when the decisions get made really well. And there's less problems. There's less, I regret getting rid of that comes in. So, and then, so now I finish the bowls. So maybe I have all the utensils left and the pots and the pans. I'm starting to feel tired now. I'm, I'm happy, but I'm starting to feel tired, but I'm happy because it's a good place at the same time. Stop. There's no reason to keep going. It doesn't serve the end goal of whatever the why is to declutter. It doesn't serve that goal to work at a place of exhaustion if we don't have to. This is not the same situation. I've said this before. If someone's in a decluttered situation or a hoarder situation and it's an emergency emergency situation, how many times can I say situation? That's different. That is an entirely different thing, steps that have to go through, and I'm not talking about that or making light of that. That's a much different conversation that I would have if I was in a house with a hoarder in an emergency situation. I'm talking about the situation where, look at how many, how many, how many times I said it now, situation? I'm talking about being able to do it at will when we want to because we have too much stuff. And stopping. Instead of saying, oh, I just got to get to this, this, this. If the body's tired or the mind is tired, there's no purpose to keep going. Go do something else. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Go watch a movie. Whatever. Come back later. Another thing to get, that's wonderful that helps with decision fatigue is, remember, we're trying to not even get to decision fatigue. So all of these steps are not to even get there. Don't go there. Start, I would go to bed and I knew where I was going to start the next day on something. I also do this with writing, but we'll talk about that another day. So I stopped where I knew I was going to get to the, all right, tomorrow or my next session, because this next session could be later once I'm refreshed, is going to be pans and pots because I have so many. Knowing where to go next ending on a good spot, all of this creates a healthy relationship with the clutter and the moving forward and avoids the point of being mentally exhausted, can't make another decision, don't want to make another decision, going to make some bad decisions, get rid of some stuff I'm going to regret and then not want to continue decluttering. That's what we don't want. That, that's the cast. That's the cast today is just to really, really pay attention to the body signals and the mind and know when to stop. And there's parts, there's parts where, you know, maybe I'm a little tired, but I could keep going and recognize the difference because they all feel different. A sore throat, an earache and something, an eyelash in my eyeball, they all feel different. And so do the stages of decluttering. So do the pre-stages of exhaustion. They all have their own feelings and difference. And we pay attention to that. That's a place of power. That's a place of super duper strength. And you know, okay, I got to stop. I got to step back. I got to go for a run, go watch a movie, whatever. All important. Now, as far as getting rid of things the wrong way, if something I've, I think I've talked about this a little bit before if I've gotten rid of something and I made the mistake and I know I don't want to get rid of it I mean I know I didn't uh, how I say uh I made a mistake I got rid of something I regret getting rid of it okay that has its own feeling too so now it's later maybe I regret getting rid of the spool of elastic that I got rid of that my grandmother had okay I never used it I didn't use it but there was a part of me that will bubble up and say oh, I wish I didn't get rid of that I know what it felt like before I got rid of that item because it was kind of, I wasn't sure. And so that feeling then can transfer to my continued decluttering. 
I will pay attention to how that feels, remember how that felt, and if I come across an item that's like that again, I put a pin in it, set it aside, circle back later when I'm stronger or ready. It really is about working with how we feel, but also willingness to change. Because the person that I started, the person I was when I gathered all these things and kept all these things and felt frustrated, not the same person that I am now. Not the same person that had to go into the decluttering. I had to change. I, But I wanted something. And I cannot say that enough. That knowing the why, I knew what I wanted. And that was a place to be able to shoot photos and videos. It was a white box. Now I have a studio. I got way more than I bargained for. I got way more than I could even imagined. Uh, knowing that why just drives forward, especially during the hard times. Another thing to pay attention to is, in a little bit, I don't know if this is a sidetrack to it, but paying attention to what other people say. And this is often, not always, but often my experience and the experience of talking to others deals with family and discomfort on their level, especially moms. Moms will be, they'll tend to think that even if, even if you're a well-grown adult, that that adult doesn't know that they should, you know, get rid of this stuff and maybe they're going to need it and maybe they don't know what they're doing. That is clutter and it cannot be listened to and it's got to be politely put aside. Another thing that moms and parents and dads, I don't know about dads, but moms will feel like is if getting rid of something that um, a parent gave a child, the child getting rid of it, the parent might feel like that ch child is not going to remember the parent anymore. And those are all deep deep issues and personal and important to acknowledge, but not enough to hold back the decluttering. Because those problems, and I don't mean to say this coldly, is not a concern of the getting rid of the stuff. It is just another way that people get pulled out of decluttering because a family member will say, but don't you think you'll need that? When really they're saying, but if you get rid of that, you're going to forget me. So pay attention to those things too. There is a polite way to deal with it. And the, we cannot hold on to things because of other people's feelings about them because that is not the point of decluttering. Decluttering is a personal journey. It is a difficult one at times and it's an extremely wonderful fun one at times. I mean I personally had a lot of fun with it even though I did have to deal with some stuff that came through as a writer. Well I'm like okay I'm gonna write that down I'm gonna use that later but as a regular person either way it cannot be part of it cannot be in the way. The brain can't let that get in the way of the big goal of having a simpler life. Life is short. We're here for a very little time. If we want to declutter, that is a wonderful thing. Another another thing that I'm not sure this ties in, but getting rid of stuff that's expensive. I've talked about that a little bit. But a little bit more, I want to bring up some more about it. We can hold on to something that's expensive, right? I could hold, we, Tim could have held on to those Bose speakers, check a couple episodes back, 116, I talked about speakers. They're expensive. But holding on to them is just like holding on to a rock around the leg. It's just, I can't, we can't move. We're just moving these, these speakers around, but we're not using them. We're not living. And they're just there. 
So, yes, they cost a lot of money. No, we didn't make any money from donating them, but we got rid of them and now it's a better life. So that money is spent. That money is already gone. Better to get rid of the item and live in the present and enjoy the space now, whether it's an expensive item, an item gifted from family, something that we've just had forever. If they are no longer of use and if they don't serve the purpose and the goal and the why, they are clutter, they hold back, and they're just a kind of reminder of an unhappiness because even though they might have been a happy item at the time, it's an unhappiness to have to keep hauling it through. Move to move, room to room, closet to under bed, shed to garage. All of these things are just time wasters. And for such a short life that we have, it's not worth it. So that is my two cents about decluttering and decision fatigue. If you have decision fatigue, I'd love to hear it. You can also send me an email. The emails I do not share. And if you leave a voicemail that you don't want shared, of course, always state that in the beginning. That's the great thing about Anchor is that I have and other people have. We've gone back and forth on private messages and it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So you could, I'll leave the message address in the show notes of this episode. This is episode 117. I did have, it was seven, it is 117 because last one was 116. I got this. All right, I'm Ivy the Happy Wist. Avoid decision fatigue. Learn the signs. Learn what you feel like. Pay attention because all of those feelings are there and they're all a guide. They're all a guide to do this a healthy, good way. And I wish you well. I will catch you next week on episode 118. I'm Ivy. This is the Happy Wist Podcast and I'm out.